Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also see our website, hitthatline.com, for great interviews, podcasts, articles, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. SMU quarterback Ben Hicks is transferring out of the SMU program. And will be a grad transfer. Will Arkansas be his next stop? We'll also talk about the powers that be that want to expand the college football playoff. Looks like eight teams is going to be happening sooner rather than later. But the reasoning of it all seems to be a little messed up. And of course, we'll get into some headlines about measuring your own manliness. That's right. It's going to get weird there in the final segment of the podcast. But first, we'll start with Ben Hicks. Now, many of you have tweeted at me asking my thoughts about the possibility of Ben Hicks coming to Arkansas. And a lot of you probably have never heard of Ben Hicks, have no idea who he is, what he is, why he is anything, why he's even an option. And you know what? I really don't blame you because this is a very difficult situation Chad Morrison is in finding himself in the quarterback situation, which we all know. We all know about that. We all talked about that. But Ben Hicks is going to be a senior graduate this upcoming season and Sonny Dykes as the head coach of SMU apparently they just didn't see eye to eye in the philosophy that they were both trying to do and trying to accomplish so Benix let me show you and tell you some stats of what he is and what he could be if he decided to come to Arkansas in 2016 under Chad Morris, Ben Hicks threw for nearly 3,000 yards completed 56% of his passes 19 touchdowns 15 interceptions Yeah, that's quite a bit. But then in 2017, it improved. He threw for 3,600 yards, completed 59% of his passes, had 33 touchdowns, and only 12 picks. That's more like it. But then in 2018, with Sonny Dykes coming in and kind of the the up-in-the-air deal going on at the quarterback position where he was benched, but then he came back in to be the starter, he threw for about 2,600 yards, 56% completion percentage, 19 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So kind of a weird storyline here when it comes to what Ben Hicks is and what he could be for the Arkansas Razorback football team. Now, I have felt like in this situation that you got to look at all the options you possibly can. You got to look at whatever it is that you guys are wanting to do, whatever it is that you're wanting to accomplish. And what I mean, you guys, of course, I'm talking about the coaching staff. And then you got to look at Ben Hicks and say, all right, This is where we want to go with the quarterback situation. And do we want Ben Hicks for one year to come in and be the guy? Knowing his stats, knowing where he's played, knowing what situation I'm in right now, is this the guy that I want to lead us in 2019 to possibly get us back into the bowl picture? In my idea and in my question, I feel like I should say no. Because looking at those stats at SMU in the AAC doesn't really do anything for me. Kelly Bryant did something for me. But Ben Hicks, I don't don't know. You play at a, a lesser conference, at a lesser school. You don't complete a lot of your passes. I mean, just a little over 50% comparatively speaking. Seems like you throw a lot of picks. In fact, I've talked to a buddy of mine who's a very big SMU fan, is an SMU alum, and he even said that Arkansas wants no part of pick six Hicks, as he likes to refer to him as. So, also, I trust him. 
I feel like if you, you wouldn't tell me that unless it was truly problematic. But when I heard that, I immediately said, you know, maybe this isn't the route for Arkansas to go. That was my first initial reaction when I saw this. But the more I've thought about it and the more I've researched it, I'm okay with it. If Ben Hicks comes to Arkansas, I'm fine with it. Because I felt like the quarterback situation for Arkansas was so bad, so terrible this past season, that getting somebody into that quarterback room who has as much of experience as anybody in Chad Morris's system, obviously had his most success while he was under Chad Morris at SMU, familiar with Joe Craddock and the other offensive pieces of the staff, very familiar with him, mind you, and you get one year out of him, why not give him a shot? If you can't get Kelly Bryant, you can't get any of the other quarterbacks that you're looking at, why not give it to Ben Hicks and see what he can do? Can you do worse? I mean, seriously, I'm at that point. Would what Ty Story is going to bring to you, is he would he be worse? Would Connor Nolan be worse? Would KJ Jefferson be worse? Yeah. They might be worse than what Ben Hicks can provide. I'm not expecting him to come in and set the world on fire, but I may expect him to come in and at least make some noise, push some guys a little bit. But that's all speculation. From what I've heard and talking to some of the recruiting guys, they say that Ben Hicks is very interested in coming to Arkansas. Now, they don't know whether or not Chad Morris and this staff is interested in him coming to Arkansas, but hey, he's 6'2", 220. He'll be a 23-year-old guy who can knows Chad Morris' system as good as anybody and knows what to expect. <sighs> I mean, I'm all for it. I, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm all for it. Go, go with the SMU kid. Bring it on. He throws some picks at the AAC level, fine. But he throws a lot of touchdowns, more touchdowns than picks. His completion percentage isn't the greatest, but you know what? He, can, he has a lot of yards. Let's see what he can do. Roll with him. Because I feel like a lot of people at this point, a lot of fans at this point, are completely over it. They don't want anybody on the current roster to play. They just want to see someone different. As long as it's not who they've seen already, they are fine with it. As long as it's Ben Hicks, they are fine with it. Even though he may not be the answer, he may not be the savior, he may not be able to get you to that next level of the bowl game. That's the next level, but it's true. He may not be able to do any of that, but you know what he will do? He'll make some people happy because he'll be different. And being different is enough for people at the Razorback fan base. So we'll see how it plays out. But I can tell you this. If Chad Morris and this coaching staff shows interest in Ben Hicks, he's coming to Arkansas. You can go ahead and mark my words on that. You know, I'm a guy, and I know guys, and guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, a bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable just rubbing some dirt on it rather than going and seeing a doctor. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. I've been able to go through a dislocated knee. I tore my Achilles tendon one time. I've had some really weird injuries go on in my life. And my first reaction was always to try to just walk it off. Well, haven't been able to do it. 
sadly. But the same is, go, is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show that 70% of guys who experience erectile dysfunction don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and to get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online, and all you have to do is visit. To go and visit GetRoman.com slash locked. That's GetRoman.com slash locked. Fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging guys go online and get checked by a doctor erectile dysfunction is a problem that you guys can't tackle and you don't want to tackle it but with roman it's really easy so take care of it for a free online visit go to getroman.com locked that's getroman.com locked for a free online visit again getroman.com locked Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. I'm moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You know, the college football playoff discussion of this whole deal of expansion is going on and on and on and on and on. And it gets kind of tiresome. And I can tell you, someone who's in the business and does this for a living, I even get tiresome of it because I am just all about having my opinion sticking with it and then moving on because nothing's really changed on the college football landscape it's with the playoff no signs of expansion have really ever been talked about it seems like everyone's just content with the way it is right now until yesterday yesterday things started changing in college football this comes from the athletic where they reported that powerful people in the college football playoffs, and that's dealing with administrations, school athletic directors, everybody in there, want to expand the playoff due to a few reasons, but one of which being the SEC dominance and the benefit that they get when it comes to the college football playoff and the representation that they have and how they do not want to see that anymore. They want to eliminate conference title games to keep that from happening, get keep from teams not deserving to be in there, getting in there from those conference championships, and just move on to where you have all five Power Five conference teams getting automatic bids, the group of five, best team from the group of five, getting an automatic bid, and then two at-large bids. Now, this is quite a story because so many people – have felt like it's needed to expand for a while now, but it was always the people that mattered and the people that counted had no interest in it. Zero. But now that this has come out, and now that this has been a story, all the pieces are starting to fall together as far as this possibly being an expansion-type deal in the college football playoff, maybe this upcoming season or the year after. I will say, though, that... I have been all about expanding it to eight teams. I have felt like the conference champions should get automatic qualifiers. So that should be five of those right there from the power five. And then you have three at large bids. I'd be totally fine with not making automatic bids with college football, but just having the one through eight teams ranked and having the playoff that way. I'd be completely in favor of that too. I'm not against it. 
But I feel like if this is the reasoning and the logic that some of the people in power are using to try to expand the playoff, chalking it up to SEC dominance and their benefit that they're getting and how there's just all of these problems with it, you know, it, it never becomes a problem until certain teams get left out of the playoff that you want in there, i.e. Ohio State. Ohio State had one loss this year to Purdue. One. One. And they got left out of the playoff. I think that they should have gotten left out of the playoff. They didn't deserve to be a top four team. But when people in Ohio, at Ohio State, they see that, then they have a problem. And since the Ohio, the Ohio State University is a big-time football program with a lot of clout, a lot of support, and a lot of finance, they want to change everything. And they have a lot of power in their say of what happens. And that's exactly what happened in this situation. That's all it was. They don't care about UCF getting in. They say they do. And now they want to avoid having this happen, but they don't care. They don't care about UCF. They don't care about Washington. They don't care about any of these other teams that felt like they actually had a fair shake of the college football playoff and getting in. They don't care. What they do care about is not letting someone like the SEC, like a conference like the SEC, always get the benefit. Their nightmare scenario happened last season when Alabama and Georgia ended up playing for the national title. That was a nightmare scenario for everybody else. And the fact that Georgia was ranked number five in the final college football playoff rankings where they didn't make the final four, but showing that where they would have been if, say, Oklahoma would have lost and how they would have gotten back in there and had another chance to play for national title, they felt like that was problemsome. So they want to change it up. They want to avoid any type of thing like that happening again. And I think that's a really stupid and flawed way of going about it. I think that you can do both. You can do something where college football playoff is expanded, but you can also make your reasons known where it's not just about fairness. It's about what's the best product to put out on the field. What's the best product for college football? And I've always felt like more college football, the better. But they're taking away of conference championship games, for instance. I get that. Because you don't want to have a situation like you could have had this year where teams like Pitt and Northwestern could have gotten into the college football playoff on automatic bids just because they played one really good game in the conference championship game. You don't want that, which I understand. So if you just had it to where you did take away conference championship games, I'd be okay with that because I feel like the teams that would win the conference will be... Most of the time, the uh, obvious answer. Now, sometimes you may have to you know, look at things and try to figure it out and maybe have a, some sort of tiebreaker. But overall, I'd be pretty comfortable with it. But there lies the next problem. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey comes out and says, nah, not happening. Not in the cards. Not ever. Not any time. No way. No how. This is the way it's going to be. Ooh. All right. He doesn't want to lose the money, the ratings, the greatness, the clout, because he's he's Greg Sankey. I mean, for crying out loud, you're the SEC. What do you care if it gets expanded to four or eight teams? You don't, because you're always going to get representation. And this reason right here is why I say so many times that I am an SEC fan. I'm a Razorback fan first, SEC fan second. I've been saying this since the beginning of time, and I have all these Michigan trolls a lot of times that will give me crap about it. They're like, why do you care about the conference? This reason right 
here. You get the benefit every single time. When there's invitations going out to the party, you're the first one invited every time. That's power. That's greatness. That's good stuff. And that's what you want to be a part of. Now, obviously, a team like Arkansas, they aren't that good right now. But I tell you what, if Arkansas ever did become good in the SEC, they're going to get that benefit because why? They're from the SEC. Let's, let's just play a little game. The college football playoff is still at four teams. And one team from each Power 5 conference goes undefeated. You have five undefeated teams, each from a different Power 5 conference. Would they leave the Pac-12 out? Maybe. Would they leave the Big 10 out? Maybe. Big 12? Maybe. What about the ACC? Possibly. But the SEC? No way. No way. That, my friends, is privilege. That, my friends, is benefit. And that, my friends, is why you want to be a part of this conference for as long as you possibly can. Because the last thing you would ever want to do if you're a Razorback fan or a Rebel fan or a Tiger fan or whoever fan you are in the SEC, you know that no matter what, no matter what happens, no matter what the other teams and the other conferences do, they can sit there and they can crow until the cows come home. But in whatever they do, it does not matter. Because if you are successful in your conference, you will be there in the champagne room at the end of the season. You will be in the party. You will be the party that everyone shows up to and wants to watch and hang out with. You're that person. That's what the SEC does for you. And that's why the college football playoff is expanding or wants to expand. Not because of its better product. Not because it's what's right. Not because they want to give more teams a fair shake. It's because you're the SEC and you are too dadgum good. And it bothers people. That is the reason why they want expansion. I don't think it's right, but that's the reason they want it. Hey, speaking of college football, you got the bowl games starting up what was it, this weekend. My goodness, this is great. It's starting up so early. And if you want to be able to watch these bowl games, you got to do it through Sling TV, folks. $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and so much more. You can stream it from your big screen. It's also, also your favorite mobile devices. And Sling TV gives you the live TV you love only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G.com slash locked on to check it out. Sign up for it. Get that seven-day free trial. I promise you, you will not regret it. You will not be disappointed. It's a great gig, so be sure to check it out. Again, sling.com slash locked on. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Just wanted to bring this up. It's funny how we measure manliness. And what I mean by that is sometimes people will measure manliness by how hairy someone is or by how much they can drink before they black out or how loud they can belch. 
or how strong they are in the gym or how spicy a food they can eat. And I just think it's really fascinating how we can measure manliness for whatever reason. It's not important. It doesn't matter, but we still do it. And I don't know why. So anyways, the reason I'm even bringing this up is because I, we got into a discussion on the morning rush and I'm doing the same thing with here on this podcast. I want to be putting together the top 10 ways of measuring manliness. Now we're going to keep it clean. Cause I know that some people are going to be like, Hey, I got an idea. <laughs> Listen, don't worry about the physicality of anything. All right. Just talking about when it comes to having competition with other men, what is it that we take pride in? Those things are a few good examples. But if you have any more examples of how you want to measure your manliness, be sure to tweet at me at Rush John Neighbors and we'll get it going. Appreciate everybody listening in today to the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also check it out on Spotify. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. And we will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.